Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. For you. stop. <laughs> Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> no one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, that's what we do, Mike. Every week we call one another and catch up. Uh, next week we'll be live and in person, though. I know. I w- are we going to do the same thing that we did last year, where we don't look at each other, we just <laughs> we just stare straight ahead? It's really weird to talk to you and see you, and well, and also there's a crowd of people watching us. That makes it a little bit more awkward too, right? Well, it also makes it easier not to look at you. I just look at them. Yeah. Um, and I I love my sister, and she's more than welcome to come. But I don't think she's going to be in the room this time. So when you start talking about my dick, it won't be that much more uncomfortable. Oh, is your sister going to Vegas again this year? No, I don't think so. Well, it was kind of a surprise last year too, wasn't it? Well, yeah, well she just happened to be in Vegas the weekend of Pride 48. Oh, uh, yeah, but she she's seen a, a friend. She's a Pride 48 fan, so yeah. it was cool. It was cool. So she listens to other shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a big Greetings from Nowhere fan. Uh, Joey, listen to this. So speaking of my family, and my sister's in this story too. Um, I went and saw this movie, Love is Strange. Have you heard of that? That is the one with um, John Lithgow. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the guy from Chocolat. Uh, yeah, um, what's his fucking name? You, Alfred Antonio. Molina. Alfred, oh, yeah. Molina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember a so long I, time ago he was doing a play in L.A. And Jose went to go see it. And he was like, you need a guy. I want, I'm going to go see this play again with you. Come on. You need to come see this play with me. I, you need to see it. Joseph Molina. I mean, Alfred Molina is so good. And then I was like, no, nah, why, why do you want me to see this play? And I can't remember what the play was about, but I remember it was something awful about me. He's like, it reminds me of me and you, he said. And like <laughs> Alfred Molina was like a child murderer or something. It was like something crazy like that. And I was like, uh, of course. So I'm going to see this movie. Um, hanging out with my friend Jennifer in uh, Japantown in San Francisco, and actually, you must while have I was... just had a boner the entire time. You're dumb. Um, so actually, when I was in Japantown, I ran into Calvin, who is the host of the Hello Waffles podcast. Oh. We just random randomly ran into each other. How did you guys recognize each other? I've I've met him before. Oh, okay. But when I met him, his beard was shorter, but his beard was bigger this time. Who was she before? Like. Oh, I get it. That that was such a reach, that joke. No, that was a good um, one. It was a reach for you to get it. When he came at me, I was like thinking like, oh, like we were walking in opposite directions. I was like, that looks like Calvin, and I know he lives here. And then he took his glasses off, and I was like, oh, totally. But Wait, like, that, that happens in real life, like on Superman, where like you don't recognize Clark Kent, but he takes his glasses off. You're like, Who well, they is were that? sunglasses, so they covered his eyes. Oh. But – He's very secretive about, like, everything, and I'm the opposite. So, like, when... <laughs> yeah, it's, you're the opposite. What am I secretive about? Every episode is a 10-minute, okay, don't talk about this, don't talk about that. No, whatever. Whatever. I've never said don't talk about this or that. Okay. Except for a couple things we can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I know he's, like, super secretive, but... Um, I like wanted to introduce him to my friend Jennifer, but I didn't know if he would be weird about his name Calvin because he doesn't really. I don't know. I just felt weird, so I was like, "Wait, is Calvin them... is Calvin not his real name?" I think it is. It could very well not be. I don't know. Would you would you introduce him as like, "Oh, this is my friend, Hello Waffles." Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and my friend Jennifer, who's not in this world at all. She would be like, what? Well, that would be... So I just let not... him introduce himself. Wait, on the show, does he call himself Hello Waffles? 
I get maybe they call he call each other Calvin. I don't. But here's the thing. It would be really weird. Like, I don't know Big Fatty's real name. If yeah. I were to bump into <laughs> Big Fatty with a friend, I have to say, yeah. this is Big Fatty. And then your friend would be like, okay. And then yeah. your friend would be really freaked out when he gets the squeaky kitty out. And it's like, ring, ring, ring. Yeah. Or I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is Turnip Head. <laughs> well, I know Turnip Head's real name. but it, This is it, Gay Country Boy Wes. I guess his name's so, Wes. I ran into this other podcaster, and I kind of just let him introduce himself to Jennifer. Um, and he he even said something like, um, you can just call me Calvin. That's probably easiest. And so afterward, I was like, oh, he's on the show, and he's kind of secretive, so I didn't know what to call him. And she's like, oh, that's why he said you can just call me. I wondered what the story was. Um, so anyway, while we're watching this movie, Joey um, – I get two missed calls during the movie, one from my mom's cell phone and one from my dad's cell phone. Uh, that means emergency. Right. So, I, by the way, my mom and uh, me and my definitely my dad and me, we never call each other anymore. Everything is text, Facebook, not even email anymore. Like, everything is text, okay? So, two missed calls, I'm concerned. No voicemail. Because they didn't leave a voicemail, that actually calmed my nerves a little bit because if it was like, call us immediately they would have left a voicemail i think um so i'm with my mom i mean i'm sorry i'm with jennifer and jennifer's a little bit needy we've talked about her in the past on a couple of episodes so Mm -hmm. i decide to text my mom and just say like hey i see two missed calls is everything okay but i'm paying attention to the phone to see if my mom texts back no text back and i'm getting just a little concerned on the edge of like freaking out a little bit so i text my sister and i was like hey um you have you heard from mom because i'm getting this message everything oh by the way my i i I should go back in time before i text my sister my mom responds via text and her text and i'm gonna read it to you okay help (laughs) basically joey my mom's text hold on hold on hold on no punctuation uh, no capital letters, and it says "accident." We called. Now this could be one of two things. It could be it was an accident we called, or it could be we had an accident and we tried to call. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. This is. I so would interpret mom. it as it wasn't that they called by accident. Okay, so I responded and said, "Like, is everything good?" And I, I, no response back. So I text my sister and I was like, hey, have you, mom and dad, cool. I got this weird text. And this is such my mom. So my mom, like one time, and I think like I could see your mom doing this exact same thing. What, and if the shoe was on the other foot, freaking out. National Guard called, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody called the president. Michael had an accident. But yeah. then she's like, um, one time she called me. And I didn't pick up. I was living in Phoenix at the time. And she called me, and she had, like, a raspy voice. And she's like, hey, Michael, I'm having trouble breathing. Call me back. And I'm, like, in a panic. I'm like, who leaves a voicemail like that? Like, call 911. So I call her. She doesn't pick up. It goes straight to voicemail. I call my sister, who knows nothing. She calls my dad. My dad's at church. He rushes home. And my mom's napping. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm having allergies. So I just told Michael, I just called Michael and told him I was having allergies today. And he's like, no, you said you couldn't breathe. And so everything is fine. This is like something only my mom could do. Somehow they accidentally called me from both my mom's phone and my dad's phone. Well, how does yeah. that accidentally happen from two Parents phones? seem to know how to do that. <laughs> so, and then she had to text me and tell me it was an accident. But that was it. My parents are fine. Um, as far as I know, unless I'm misinterpreting. He, she writes back, text. phone, uh, dad dead. And you're like, what phone? You're like, what? And she just meant your dad's phone was dead. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, what else? What's up with you? So my friend Mercedes in the spring had a birthday, you know, and I gave everyone, oh, she and my friend Michael have the exact same birthday. So we had a, when we had their when we celebrated their birthday, I gave them the exact same thing. Uh, 
a jar of homemade granola, like a really big jar, right? And then they each got a separate gift. But Mercedes' gift was a little unique because um, she's always wanted to go on one of those Starline tours, you know? Starline tour. You know, like, uh, you see them all over L.A. where they, like, show you, like, where the movie stars live. Oh, like an open double-decker bus Yes, thing? yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she always wanted to do the one for Malibu. She thought that would be really funny, right? Mm-hmm. So I told her, I'll pick a day, and you and I will go on the Starline tour. Okay. This was in the spring, but then... I feel like this is the beginning of, like, an I Love Lucy episode. I know. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Where Lucy and Ethel do that, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. I'm in Sally Field's backyard. Yeah. Or, no, then, there's like, Ricky Ricardo's there, and you're, like, thinking, she's like, no, really? My husband works here. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. No. Yeah. Come on, lady. You're going you're, to jail. You're going to jail. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, okay. So then you know, spring happened, and they were getting ready to leave for the summer, and it just didn't happen before they left. Okay. And then they've been gone the entire. They they just got back from all their adventures, their summer adventures, and so I was staying in Malibu uh, for the week, and I said, "Hey, look, listen, I am going to take you on this Starline tour," and she goes, "Yay!" And then. Like, the, the night before, we were trying to figure out the time I was going to buy the tickets. And she goes, honestly, <laughs> I don't really want to do this. Like, I did. But she goes, now that I've seen it's two hours long. And, like, they had because they had the list of celebrities. And it's like the most random, old-timey league celebrities. Like, James Garner. And you're like, then he died. I know. But, like, see, exactly. See James Garner's house. And, you know, see, um... Lola Falana's house, like these random old timey celebrities. Like, what? I don't. Why do I want to see that? See where Johnny Carson lives, right? And so, um, she goes, "I don't want to do it." I go, "Okay, you know what? Then tomorrow I'm gonna take you to a nice lunch wherever you want to go." Okay. She says, "Great." So the next day, we're texting back and forth, and then she goes, "Um." Where do you want to go to lunch? I go, hey, look, it's your birthday. Wherever you want to go to lunch. And then I don't hear anything for the longest time. And then she writes back, uh, Chris wants to go too. So we're taking you to lunch to Nobu. And so they took me to lunch to the super expensive restaurant. For her birthday? For her birthday. (laughs) After After the dinner, the check came and Chris took it. I was like, best birthday I've ever gotten. Well, no, wait, what did I say? I can't remember how I said it, but I was like, happy birthday, Mercedes. <laughs> Couldn't think of a better birthday gift for you than to take me to lunch. But that was my, that's, that was how I celebrated her birthday. Took her, she took me to lunch. So I think I have an idea what I'm going to do now, but it's just like, what do you, that's, have you ever been in that position? Like, what do you get somebody who can just literally get whatever they want and do? Well, I feel like my father is that way. And, and I, by no means am I saying that he's made of money, but he... <laughs> When he wants something, he gets it or he doesn't express a want for it, right? So, like, anything that he's like, hey, I really want to get a whatever, he says that when he's on his way to go get it. It's never like, oh, I've been eyeing this thing that I just can't work up to get. So the best bet for them is something kind of like that they can use that they don't necessarily feel that they want, do you know what I mean? Like something that's kind go, of obscure or weird. I'm like going to go like um, like food things that I make or like something. I think it has to be something I make. I think that's more touching to them or something. Or like like I think she loved the granola, for instance. So You, you know what you should buy her is like some really nice coffee beans so that she can <laughs> give them away. <laughs> that wasn't Mercedes. That was Chris. Which speaking uh-huh. of, going along the same lines, about a year ago, I don't know how, but like my friends and I were playing this game. And we could play it right now, Mike. Where it was, let's say somebody gave you a thousand dollars cash, but the caveat was you can only spend it on something for yourself. That, but it can't be like bills or responsible mm-hmm. things. It has to be like a frivolous thing. Like, what would you yeah. buy? Well, I would really like a really nice um, DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. Like a just a really nice one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like that something like a, that I can't. Oops, something that I'm like, it's not in my budget right yeah. now to splurge on. Yeah, it, yeah, right? yeah. But that that's around a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. 
And so, yeah, so all my, like, Shannon wanted an iPad, and I think she wanted, like, a play, like a PlayStation 4 or something, right? And I wanted something along the same line. Of course, Richard, my cousin, I, I have a gay cousin, Richard, who's a week younger than me, gay. Mm-hmm. Everybody with, like, iPad, iPhone, tech stuff, Richard was like, a pair of shoes and a mirror. So weird. But that's, look, it's his $1,000. He can buy whatever he wants, right? Well, the mirror will help him with Instagram. He can, like... <laughs> Seriously, yeah. So, anyway, um, I don't know how it came up, but it was me and Chris and I were talking, and it, that came up. He goes, I want to play. Okay. And I was like, look, no. <laughs> Chris, it doesn't... That doesn't mean... Well, so you should also mention, like, he's wealthy. He's wealthy. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I want to try this. I want to try this. He's just like, hmm. Hmm. He's just like thinking of extra thousand dollars huh and then he goes um okay i would buy this one digital camera i don't remember what it was right yeah same as me yeah 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 exactly he's like oh it's a really nice digital camera i've been eyeing it whatever okay cut to i'm gonna say (laughs) three days later he goes to the bathroom and he orders it on amazon i'm at the house (laughs) and it's like ding dong And Mercedes is like, oh, what is that? And then she goes into the door and she goes, she comes back with a package. She goes, I guess Chris bought some sort of camera. <laughs> it was that camera? It was that camera? She, he just was like, you know what? This is a good idea. I like this game. It reminds me of things I need to buy. It's like a shopping list for him. Yeah. Anyway, what's hmm. going on with you? If I had an oh. extra thousand dollars, I would uh, hmm. pay rent this month. Hmm. Well, I guess I would just uh, turn my couch right back side up. <laughs> um, what's going on with you in the Bay Area, Mike? Well, Joey, listen to this. I um, I'm sitting in a coffee shop the other day with my buddy Stephen. We're doing some work, and I go to check in on Foursquare. I've never you don't heard use of Foursquare, right? No, who's Stephen? Never heard of him. Um, we we talked about. I met him on Tinder, the one that I talked about last week. Um, but I, you don't use Foursquare, correct? No. So I go to check in, and when you check in, it tells you, like, who has checked in in the area near you and a little bit further away. Like, you can sc- keep scrolling and see, like, my L.A. friends checking in or my Phoenix friends or whatever. But it starts with who's around you. So I check in, and the closest person to the coffee shop I'm at, about a half mile away, is my ex-boyfriend from Phoenix. He's, like, a half mile away. Which one? And Daniel. He's oh. the one. We were very serious. We had a house, um, dogs. Oh yeah, you were serious with that. This, yeah. But this is during the our lost years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like settling in with this guy. So I send him a text because he's like super close. But I think if it was anyone in this area, like a friend from San Francisco, I would be like, oh, whatever. They're down the street. But it he, it was just weird that he was so close. Uh, so I sent him a text and I was like, Hey, you're in my hood. He knows I live in the the Bay, but he doesn't know like my neighborhood exactly. So it turns out he tells me that his cousin lives like two blocks from where I live really close to me. Crazy coincidence. Right. Um, but I asked him, so his boyfriend does like some sort of singing stuff. I don't know. Or it's, I guess it's his husband now. His husband does some sort of like singing stuff. So I asked like, are you guys here for vacation or are you doing something else? And he's like, actually, we were in Sacramento and we're stopping off to see my cousin real quick before we drive back to Phoenix because uh, we just adopted a baby. What? They just adopted a baby in Sacramento. That's crazy, right? Is adopted and mean like code for steel? Maybe. Was it, um, was, it like a, was it a white baby? I don't know. I'm so curious about that, though. Um, he's half white, half Mexican. Um, and then his partner is like, I would guess Mexican, but I don't, that's a guess. Um, but I, I don't Couldn't know. Couldn't they just take like, one of their cousin's kids? I mean, those fucking Mexicans pop out like 11 kids a year. I like was filled with emotions. Like that could have been me, but like, I don't know. In a oh way, my God, can of, you imagine you raising a kid? I think I would be the best dad. Oh, the poor kid. I was in a way jealous about like I had all emotions. I was jealous. I was also very happy for them, but then I was also very happy for me that like <laughs> I didn't get trapped in that. So to take a Joeism, mm-hmm. this is something Joe does. So Joe, here's my question for you. Yeah. Um, if you use Foursquare, yeah, and you checked in and saw your ex that you 
had that lived far away yeah. is like super close to you, would you text them? Yes. Like, but too bad I, I, feel too bad I don't have a story that reminds us of that. That would be almost, a really good story to tell right now. It's almost like, does it not come off as like weirdly desperate? Because I was like kind of excited. Like, oh my God, you're in my hood with no intention. No. Like I wasn't going to no. meet up with him. I don't think it comes off as desperate. I mean, it depends on what you write. But if you're like, hey man, I just saw you're on Fair Square and you're close by. I think it shows you're evolved. And yeah. that like you have moved on. It's almost yeah. like uh, the end of Annie Hall when he bumps into Annie Hall and she's... Oh, such a good movie. Annie Hall is, is such a good movie. Here's the thing with Annie Hall. Is no, I good, loved no, it. don't shit over it, Joe. I'm not shitting on it. Don't you dare shit on it. No, I'm, you're going to like this. Okay. Is I loved it at 20, right? For yeah. a whole set of different reasons. And at yes. 40, I love it for a whole set of other yep. reasons. That's actually That's so accurate. That's so true. It like ages so well. And it's on Netflix streaming. So oh, if it anybody is? listening, yeah, if anybody listening to this has never seen it, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, it's on Netflix streaming. And if you don't have Netflix streaming, borrow somebody so you can watch Annie Hall. Seriously. What else is happening in LA? What's your what else is uh, going on with you? Well, Saturday was the Magic Castle Swap Meet. Now, sure. my f- my friend Adam Della Pena and I, we grew up together. We started doing magic tricks together. And um, so every year for the past four or five years, we used to, okay, we all, for, you know, for almost as long as I've been in the Magic Castle, we've gone to all the swap meets, but for real the past, quick, yeah. real quick, yeah. just, um, can you give a very brief, uh, explanation of what the Magic Castle is? I know of a couple new people that are listening and it's been a while since we talked about it. So the Magic Castle is a clubhouse for the Academy of Magical Arts. <laughs> Which is a uh, private organization, an elite <laughs> private organization for magicians. It's a place for all of the folks that got bullied in high school to hang out together. <laughs> but it's like a huge like mansion in L.A. Yeah. that is now used just for this purpose. Yeah, and Neil Patrick Harris used to be the president. So imagine Neil Patrick Harris, but without the looks or the coolness. Um, and the celebrity. That it's a cool little place. And it's also like people get excited to go because it's elite. Like you can't just go to the Magic Castle. You have to know a member. Yes. Right. So anyway. So they have a, a, a swamp meet. What do twice they a year. If people sign their fucking magic junk, which I, I should have filmed it when I was. Oh, you can't film anything in the Magic Castle. But like it's just everything you would imagine a Magic Castle swap meet of people selling old magic junk goes on. Like about, like oh, you're walking, you turn in a hallway, there'll be a puff of smoke. Yeah. You know, like, it reminds me kind of of like that or a scene in the very beginning of Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he goes to the trick shop. Yeah. It's like that. And they're like, do you want a fake thumb? Yeah. Or how about uh, x-ray glasses? Yeah. Or, Mike, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. But it's just people selling their old magic junk. So anyway, uh, but so anyway, before that very reason, what Adam De La Pena and I learned early on is that the best thing to do is actually to pay I get for as a member – I, I can reserve a table for like fifteen dollars, and then we can we just put whatever shit on the table. We don't care, and then we just sit there and watch the crazies walk by us, right? Oh, okay. And so that that has been the most entertaining thing for us for the past four or five years. We just go, we don't buy anything. We just sit there at a table and watch everyone walk by. So this year I didn't get a table. They were sold out before I got the table. And the guy who organizes the swap meet is this guy named Gary, and he also sells uh, very old and very expensive magic posters, which, as anybody knows, that's actually probably more what I do now is I I collect magic memorabilia. I don't really perform magic, okay? So I have a lot of old magic posters. So I I tell guy, I go, I tell Adam, I go, I know this Gary. I'm going to see if he can, like, squeeze this into a table. And so I write to him. He's like, "Oh no, no, no! We're we're oversold. If anything, he goes. But I'm bringing some posters. And I was like, "Oh fuck, man! This is what it is. It's like the fucking magic mafia. Like if I want to get a table now, I'm gonna have buy to a buy a poster. But I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do it. And I was like, "Okay, well we'll see. So I show up to the magic castle. I'm determined not to buy a poster. It's like a fucking drug, Mike. Why? It's like a fucking you, drug. 
You're chasing a high? I bought a poster. How much was it? It actually was pretty cheap. It was okay. it was around a hundred. Okay. And on, on the on the under a hundred thing, not over. And it's a beautiful poster. It's beautiful. I got a good deal on it. But I was just like, ugh. I wasn't going to buy a poster. I wasn't going to buy a poster. And I bought a poster. And Adam De La Pena was like, you're the worst negotiator of all time. Because I see the poster and he goes, how much do you think that poster's worth? And I go, I don't know, $800? <laughs> and the guy goes, for you, 100 And I was like, who negotiates like that? Who negotiates so high? <laughs> Like, I'm like, wow, uh, this poster must be thousands of dollars. I would pay anything you, for this. Did you buy anything else at the swap meet? I did. I bought a very old magic book called Magic for Boys. Cool. I like, Do they I, have... Go ahead. Do they have, um like, food? Is there any, like, vendors that are selling food out well, there? Well, the Magic Castle sells a little bit of food. They sell, like, hot dogs and chili. Okay. Um, hey, real quick, I went to, do you know what Musée Mechanique is in San Francisco? I've been there. Um, so I went there a couple weekends ago, and um, if you don't, it's like an old kind of like coin-operated museum, sort of, but like you can play all of the games, and um, they have some like more modern stuff, but I sat down and played like the tabletop Miss Pac-Man, mm-hmm. and I was telling my friend that I... That Joe used to have a Miss Pac-Man in his living room. I still have a Miss Pac-Man. Not in my living room. You still have it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Where is it, like, in storage? Where no, do you my have brother it? has it right now. Oh, okay. My um, brother and I, um, this is this in the days where I made more money than he did. But in those days, I was the money guy, and he knew all about um, arcade games. And so like we, to fix them and stuff? Yeah, so we would show up to our auctions and buy old, beat-up arcade games, and then he would fix them. The, yeah. the Ms. Pac-Man, though, strangely, we got um, at the – when my grandmother died, when my grandmother's died, we went to a print shop to print all the material. And I don't know how my brother struck up this conversation with the, the printer. He's like, I have a bunch of old arcade games. And so we bought them from him. Uh, Crazy. Yeah. So that's how I have the Ms. Pac-Man. But we have a bunch of video games, yeah. And that's another weird, crazy hobby I, I cannot indulge in. <laughs> Um, hey Joe, listen well, to where, this. Where do I come from? That like if you're like, oh yeah, my friend, he collects old magic posters yeah. and retro stand-up arcade games, and they're like, and some of my friends don't like to be around him because he like makes them uncomfortable with his jokes. Yeah, he's a great person. Well, I had a friend, I had a really good friend who no longer speaks to me, who said once <laughs> that. Um, By the way, I don't have. Any f- people in my life that are like, I'm never speaking to him again. Well, there's, that never th- here's why. Me. I know why it is. I know why it is. He, and, and Mercedes actually was the brilliant psychoanalyst here with this. Is people develop, and I think you would actually be able to chime in on this. Even though you and I never developed this, I think you would see this. She pointed it out. Is people develop pseudo relationships with me? You... And- and I would blame you in part for that. Like you create like emotional relationships with people. Well, here's why. She she has a good theory why. So she thinks it's because I have this unique interest in doing mundane tasks with people and also talking about the mundane yeah. aspects of their lives. And that's We've the kind about of that before, yeah. That, yeah, that's the kind of thing you do with a partner. And so yeah. these people get used to going to target with me and talking about the mundane things from but the you day. get super excited about things that are like not dumb but like we've had conversations where you're like wait 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 what does your roommate do for a living what <laughs> wait they is the room on the left of your room or the right of your room like you really do care about like the details of a story so I could see that I get it yeah I get it so that when the friendship the friendship can't just end the people have to break up with me yeah you know uh anyway so now i wonder uh, why Joe, I listen to this though have you heard of facebook you know facebook? facebook hmm well they recently launched a crackdown to try to get people to stop using fake names which makes sense if i'm like mike dickhead lawson right but this is hitting drag performers pretty hard san francisco is like on fire right now and also like Menlo Park, where Facebook is located, is up here as well. So last week, Facebook 
basically locked down several local members of the Sisters of Perpetual Sin. You're familiar with the Sisters, right? No. Wait, really? No, I really don't know who you're talking about. Have you seen the like nun drag queens at Pride every year? Sometimes in LA and San Diego, or I'm sorry, LA and Long Beach at least, there's a lot of them are that are also on stilts. What? I'm not I don't joking. ever I don't ever go to gay pride, so I would never see them. Well, there it's like a group of um uh drag queens, but they're not they're not necessarily performers. They're just like a, a community of folks that go out and drag. There's oh, okay. I, I don't quote me too much on it because I don't know much about it, but I do know that there's like I a strong community. Much. I know that they like help one but another, another with things and like, community. there's like a, the sisters of perpetual I'm sin code and they're like the they're good people hello hello um so anyway the facebook shut down a few of these sisters of perpetual sins facebook page telling them that they have to revert to their given names and set up fan pages for their alternate alternate personas mm-hmm um and according to the drag queens there's a few problems with this the i think really the most important is that they aren't all performers right so they don't need a fan page they're like having the same interactions that like donna sugars has with her facebook page right she i mean we have interactions she posts her real life stuff but she is going as this persona yeah, and but wait, hold I, on for a second. This this happens actually. Okay, are you finished? And I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. Well, I think also like some people in this community, they're just looking to connect, and like they don't want specifically to use their real names because they're not looking to connect with people who know that person. They're looking to connect with the people that know their drag person, right? So it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's tough. I I think it's the same as like if somebody was like really popular and they wanted to have a fake one or a name that they could kind of connect with real friends and other people. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean, but it's uh, here's where I'm confused and and maybe we can talk about this is, you know, I have a lot of friends who are comedians and some of those comedians are um, range from some up somewhat popular to very popular. Okay, and so I they have two sets. Those friends, yeah, when they start to break out, have two sets of Facebooks, and they'll they'll announce it. They're like, "Hey, I'm also starting a, a fan page," and so you, they have one set of Facebook uh, friends just for their real friends, and then they have a, another a, a fan page for their fans, and they communicate with their fans through that page. And if that's what you do, I mean, there's a, a page for the business side of yes, like my friend, um, um. Louis C.K. No, I have a friend who's kind of blowing up. <laughs> I have a friend who's kind of blowing up named Mike Costa, right? He has so, well, a Mike Costa page, but then he also has a Mike Costa fan page. Which makes perfect sense if I'm a drag performer with a name, oh, right? Oh, oh, but if I'm okay. not a drag performer, but I'm just looking to connect with my drag community, and this is the name that I go by in that community, I'm not, um, you know, Charles Smith in the drag community. I'm, I don't know, Bloody Tampon or whatever. What is like, your drag name? Bloody Tampon is my drag name, oh. actually. I don't know what would be a good one. Um, but there's. I there's already have a drag name. What? My drag name is Latina Fay. That's funny. Did you come up with that? I did. A long time That's ago, funny. though. Um, Chris is there's... so stupid. Chris is read a book. So dumb. Go That's ahead. <laughs> what? That's not that bad. Um, I laugh there... at how bad it is. But what they don't know. Or what isn't being reported in this additionally, and you know this because you post on the Catching Up fan page, is that this is a fucking scam. Facebook makes money using the fan page algorithm. So, for example, when you and I post on Catching Up's fan page, it doesn't go, which, by the way, facebook.com slash CU podcast, it only goes to about 30% of our fans. It does? And yeah, not everyone sees everything we post. We have what? to pay to we have to pay to get more views. We have to boost the post. So I think that's oh. what they're going for is they don't want people to use the normal algorithm to get their their promotional stuff out there. That's horrible. So we're just writing this for like RC Martinez and that's it? 
And that's the thing. I bet you R.C. Martinez doesn't even see most of the stuff we do. It's only like 30% of the people that see what we post on those pages. Let's be honest. R.C. Martinez is 30% of our audience. He's one of our three fans. Um, So there's this petition that's going around. Google it if you want to sign it. But they're trying to send the message to Facebook that this is bullshit. And I, I do understand the separation of like a fan page and a personal page for like a comedian like you were saying or a drag performer but i think it's really weird like and where do you draw the line what's a real name how do you know you know mike hunt isn't somebody's real name or it's their it's a well drag you know who this is going to really affect are my students because they use fake names well when it gets to like senior year they every time fucking about now is the time actually where i'm like who's carl mcshukovitz Right, uh-huh. and then I realized they've changed their Facebook name for colleges not to um, find them. Find them, right? So, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird. How who decides what's a real name? And like, if my name is Mike Lawson, but uh, five years ago I decided that I'm gonna start going by something else. Like, does that count? So, what is Big know. Fatty gonna do? I don't know. Or Turnip Head. Doesn't I think turnip? Why do we keep using those same examples? Well, who I else is there? What's Donna Sugar's gonna do? Right, exactly. Exactly. What's going on in LA? Anything uh, fun? Any well, I don't stories? know if it's fun. A woman Whoa. in um, uh, I th- I can't remember where she ended up. She was at a Walmart. I want to say it was in like Riverside, but um, she's not sure how a dead body ended up in her trunk. Wait, what? Yeah. She's at the Walmart and <laughs> and uh, she shows up to this Walmart and she goes to put her stuff away and there was a dead body in the trunk. So she calls the police and um, it turns out the um, – so the, the victim <laughs> – It's her ex-husband. <laughs> no, it, it's her neighbor. Oh, and, shit. So she drove there probably with the body. Yeah. And the victim was killed where the woman lived and the woman lived in Pomona. Or lives in Pomona. And she said she thought she smelled something funny in her car. Um, right now, the police haven't said whether she's a suspect or not. But uh, maybe it's been updated since this happened. And usually look at my news stories for me. But um, I wonder, like, is she... Why would she call the cops if she did it? Maybe she, But maybe she's doing like, oh my gosh, oh my stars. There's a dead body in my trunk. You know, trying to like, you know... Get the scent yeah. off of her. Yeah. But anyway, here's my question to you. Do you think you could drive around for uh, days or hours not knowing that um, a body was in your trunk? I could see how it could happen. It, did she have a shitty car? No, it was like, a gold Lexus like a clean, GS 300. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see how it could happen. Because it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, something smells. Maybe there's a dead body in my trunk. Do you know what I mean? Like your mind mm-hmm. doesn't jump to that. Do you know anybody? Do, are you are you friends with anybody that you think could be capable of killing somebody and put him in the trunk? Joe, do you know in high school, I uh, this goes back a couple of years, maybe like five years. There was a woman that was called at the time the Sunday school killer. And it was like Northern California somewhere. She moved from SoCal to Northern California. And she basically... Um, took this girl came over to play with her daughter, and she like did horrible things to her and put her in a. Uh, she was a Sunday school teacher. That's why they call her the Sunday school killer. They put she put her in a suitcase and then threw her in like a lagoon, and then when the cops were looking for the little girl, uh, she's like, "Hey, cops! Uh, for some reason, my suitcases are missing." And then they like found the girl in what the an idiot. Yeah, I know. They found the girl in the lagoon in her suitcase, and she They're like, "Where did we find it?" They were like, "We found your suitcases, ma'am. Case closed." <laughs> oh, by the way, there is a drowned girl in them. <laughs> That's awful. You but... may want to take. You may want to take them back. So I mean, I I know that girl, or I knew that girl in high school. The 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 woman or the little girl? Uh, the woman. She was a girl when we were in high school. Oh, did she seem like somebody who would do that? I mean, I – does anybody – I don't feel like – no. I mean, she was one of those 
uh, young women that would like hit people a lot. Do you know like girls that like? What do you mean? When you make a joke and then they like hit you, and I was I remember being like, "Ugh, why is she always hitting me?" It's a weird thing. There are even women today that I run into that like hit pe- hit people. Like I'll tell a joke and they like slap your arm hard. I don't like that at all. Don't hit me. But I mean that doesn't make you a killer. It might make some people a killer. Um interesting. I don't there was a guy that I knew in college who I could see burying a serial killer. Like if I found out strangely his name was Jim Carrey. <laughs> but if I found out if I found out his name was if I found wait, I shouldn't say that though, should I? Why? I just said, I just said his name. Okay, then boop it out. I don't see what's wrong with that though. Oh. Anyway, uh, I could see him. Okay, let me put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if he killed somebody. I could see uh, uh, Philip, my ex. I wouldn't be surprised if he snapped. He like is like bipolar. And like every once in a while, well, we don't follow each other on Facebook anymore because he unfriended me after I made a comment on one of his things. He said, once he said something like, I am so mad at the pharmacy right now. I tried to pick up medicine for my mom, and it's the hardest thing. I want to, If I had a gun, I would be there right now or something like that. And I, like, messaged him, and I was like, dude, that's, like, not a cool thing to say, and it kind of makes me worry. And he's like, you know me. I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah, we do know you. So I could see him snapping. Um, so, Joe, I have another story. But I didn't really write anything down. But So what happened is uh, at this AT&T park, they were having a Giants game. The San Francisco Giants were playing. And it was Native American Heritage Night. Okay. And two white dudes showed up. And they were wearing um, headdresses, like big, sure. like YMCA look. You know, the village people, the guy mm-hmm. he wore. And some two of these... Um, Native Americans that were there approached them and said, like, hey, this is offensive. You should take it off. Um, she described it on social media as uh, hipsters wearing fake headdresses. Mm-hmm. And the dudes were cool, actually. They were like, okay. And they gave the headdresses to the women. But then okay. later, I'm going to say probably after two or three beers, they approached the oh, women no. and demanded them back. And there was an altercation. But here's where the story gets weird. And you know what? Let me say the story and then we can talk about it. Here's where the story gets a little bit weird. The woman then, the women, both of them, once the cops are involved, the women get detained by the police. And then the they are now suing the Giants and the city of San Francisco saying that they... Wait, why were they... Under what charge were they arrested? um, It says... um, well, they weren't arrested. They were just detained. Um, you know what? It doesn't say what the reason that they were detained. But they're suing them for violence and wrongful detention. Um, but they're saying that psychologically people doing that has an effect on their community. And they see their culture as a, like a commodity and not something com- comedic. And they see that this whole thing should be taken seriously. But they feel that they're in the right but the story it doesn't really say like why they were detained. Yeah, like if they like I have punched reservations them. about this story. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, um, but it doesn't say like did they punch the guy? Did they it, punch yeah, the I cop don't know the when why. the cops showed up? Did they punch? I the don't cop? know the who. I don't know the how. That one was more of a stretch, but you should have done Look, reservations last. So I'm going to keep going. I'm the little engine that could. Um, I don't really have much to say about this story, but... Um, Wait, hold on. I have TP. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, anything in LA you want to talk about? Okay. So, Django Unchained actress Danielle Watts and her chef uh, boyfriend, Brian James Lucas, were, um, well, just, well, 
they were approached by LAPD, but only uh, Danielle Watts was detained by LAPD and handcuffed because she refused to um, give her ID. Now, it had, this happened in Studio City. Now, what Danielle Watts is saying is that she was just kissing her boyfriend on the corner and that they walked up to her and accused her of being a prostitute because she's black and the boyfriend is white. And that when she refused to, to comply with giving the ID when they were asking her if she was a prostitute, that that's when they detained her for uh, a, a, quite a long time, okay? And that was a story that came out yesterday. She says it was because they were a mixed-race couple. That's why that happened. But today there was an update that witnesses who were at the DGA building, that's the Directors Guild of America, said that they witnessed, because the cops said that they were called on an indecent exposure call. And the witnesses in the building said they saw the couple having sex openly in the car with the door Whoa. open. I didn't know that. I've only read the headline to this. Yeah, that came out today. Okay. So my question to you, Mike, is would you ever have sex in public? No, never. Never. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I, this is crazy because – and this is this goes to the face of Facebook – Facebookification of how we get news now because in my head I was like mm, they just called her a prostitute because there's a black girl dra- kissing a white guy mm-hmm. but because all I read was a headline and the headlines are all very sensational like I don't know it's crazy but so the police totally have grounds to tell anybody to stop having sex in public right and like well I don't think they were having sex when it happened like I don't think when the cops walked up they were still having sex but she's not. I mean, when you just, see a fine young thing like that girl, you can't last that long. She's not just standing her ground, then, right? Like she's Mm-mm. she was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Now I I looked up at the boyfriend. Is he cute? On. Uh, he, have you finished watching RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, are you caught? Are you all caught up? Um, I didn't watch All Stars, but yeah. You watched season six too? Yeah. He looks like the drag queen Milk as a boy. Oh, maybe I haven't seen that season. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, he just looks like a typical gay white man, which they, is weird because he's straight, but yeah. he looks like a gay white man. Like, look up Brian James Lucas on um, on Google. Okay. And oh, he's he just, cute. I know he's not, he's not a bad looking guy, but he has a gay face, don't you think? Um, No. I don't think he has gay face. He's cute. They're cute together too. Well, here's what's weird is I've never heard you say that about a white person. That's so not true. I just won't date him. <laughs> name a white name an actor who's white that you think is good looking. Oh my god, I love the guy Bruce Schnell or whatever. He was in How to Train Your Dragon and um out of What's she's, his name? like james bruce Schnell or something oh okay he's in um um she's out of your league do you know him she's out of your league get into my car what are you up to next the- week anything fun going on on wednesday wednesday i'm having lunch with mike craig kate doyle and alex and garita what you should invite mm-hmm. uh alan Polito and uh I don't know. I was just trying to think of other people from that era. Yeah, I'm going to invite Bob Jensen. (laughs) Michael Gamerol. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) I was going to say, did he ever beat his wife? For some reason, I felt like he was like... No. Okay. Don't put that in there, though. Please. I'm gonna. I'm not, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna bleep it, and people are gonna wonder what you said. Or why don't you just bleep the name each time? <laughs> and it'll be like, did Beep ever beat his wife? Oh uh, yeah. Well, you never said his name. You just said that one time. Okay. Um. Cool. And you're going to Vegas. When do you land in Vegas? I think you and I get around the same time. I land at four fifteen on oh, Thursday. I think I'm around there too. Let's taxi together then. Oh, I. I oh, you know what? Go on. Um. I got a ride with, um, and you can come with, uh, Turnip Style or Turnip Head or whatever. Uh-huh. No, no, Faye Driver. Faye Driver's picking me up. Oh, okay. At, and he's picking me up at like 4.15. What time do you get in? Um, I think like th- maybe 
You might just hang out. Yeah, totally. I will totally hang out. Yeah, and then uh, we'll go together. Fade, I know Fade Driver's excited to pick me up, so the, the two of us together. Guys, you don't understand this, and I think it's going to be a little different this year for me. But when this Mike Lawson shows up to this Pride 48, You're bullshit. you would think Rudolph Valentino came in on a fucking white horse Shh. in 1920. You're stupid. Like, they all go crazy for Mike Lawson. Like, Mike, you don't listen to the State of the Station. If you went back and listened to the State of the Station episodes, all they talk about is how excited they are to see you and how hot you are, which I was like, God, it's a really sad state of affairs for Pride 48 when Mike Lawson's the hot stud. You're stupid. Uh, But everyone listening can tune in to us. If you can't make it to Vegas, we're going to be doing a live show on Sunday. At what time, Joe? We are at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can tune in on Pride48.com and listen to us live it's gonna be a hoot um also can i also plug i'm doing a live what someone call lies a full hour i'm actually really nervous for some reason all right guys that was nice nice catching up with you mike and that's on friday night at 1005 <laughs> pacific p.m 1005 p.m pacific so yeah i've already um, asked daniel to make sure there are cots and pillows um I'm, joe i'm reading for- stories at 10 o'clock at night I know. That's and why I'm I said make sure there's, against, there's like, cots and pillows. Mark and Ed's, like, I don't know, tour of roller coaster museum or something. Uh, but, Joe, also, when I get home from Vegas the next day on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, I'm giving this talk in San Francisco. But I just just this afternoon had a, a – remember I told you I had a phone call? It was this call planning call, and I'm speaking about something I know absolutely – nothing about it's gonna be complicated so make it making an interesting podcast i hate why are we even friends <laughs> dating white guys <laughs> doing podcasts with nice people <laughs> that's a good one too <laughs> so i'm sorry brian <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same boat <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't think of Brian, I was talking about Joe. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, you're still on this show. <laughs> Not for long. Okay, let's <laughs> let's end this bullshit. Um, it, we don't have to do anything else, right? Uh, no, not that I can. Well, yeah, not that I can think of. Okay. Well, next time I talk to you, then I'll see you in Vegas. That's awesome. Um, and if uh, anybody listening to this sees us in Vegas, please come up and say hi. We would love to meet you. If we haven't met you already. Cool. Nice catching up with you, Joe. Go to hell, Mike. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,